for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And while you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts updated daily. The current situation with Hunter Biden's laptop, I know we've talked about this subject quite a bit. Of course, new news has broken over the last week about these intelligence officials that wrote in that this was Russian disinformation. We're now finding out that CIA Deputy Director Michael Morrell, who said Blinken then a senior advisor to President Biden's campaign, was the impetus of the public statement signed by current and past intelligence officials that claimed Hunter Biden laptop was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. So basically, this guy went around, called all his buddies that were in the intelligence community, and had them sign this piece of paper stating that this was Russian disinformation, even though it was complete bullocks. So here we have even more election interference before the election, uh, trying to shift the scales in Biden's favor from pretty much every level. You've got the media, the CIA, the FBI with their attacks against President Trump. Uh, this is just rigged against President Trump from the bottom to the top. And uh, this is what we've got as a result, the Joe Biden administration. Rob, what are your thoughts on this latest news that uh, these were basically just people told to sign this, uh, whether they believed it or not? Well, first of all, I want to say, Andrew, have you been hanging around some British Yankees? <laughs> because you use the word bollocks. <laughs> they use that word quite a bit. When you said that, I thought, wow, has he been like visiting Great Britain or something? Or or is he preparing to go to uh, King Charles's coronation because he's using the word bollocks? <laughs> that took me back as like, oh, man, that's a new ready. one on me. <laughs> Getting ready to go, huh? Yeah. Well, hey, my friend, glad to have you back after Dark with Robert Andrew on this Monday. Uh, you're opening. I've been thinking about this nonstop, and of course, you and I, we've been uh, sending each other different news articles. And our listeners got to know that when we're not on the show through the course of the day, when we're doing our prep work, we're constantly sending the other emails, not emails, but text messages of things that are breaking in the news that we want to talk about. And last week, man, it like hit the roof with so much information that was coming out. And I, I look at that compared to when Trump was in office, when information was just being created whole cloth, that the walls were closing in on him, and it was all a lie, and that the truth about the Russia collusion was coming out. And it was like any moment he was going to resign, he's probably working behind the scenes to see if he can step down if they don't go after John Jr. And people actually believed this. And there was no foundation there. And when I say no foundation, Andrew, it was all a lie. All of it was a lie. It was all made up. But people bought it and they got into it. And you would hear different conversations when you would go out in your daily chores of people saying, oh, this is it for Trump. and We've got to watch the news because he's going to definitely resign and he's got to protect his family. And if he resigns, they won't go after Don Jr. They won't. And I thought, you know. Just you and I were looking at this and like, this is such a big lie because none of the stuff is true. None of the things that they're saying is happening. But CNN, MSNBC, the Washington Post leading the charge, they had 
all of their spin doctors on and saying that Trump's days were numbered and he was going to step down. And it never happened. And then when he did a step down, they came up with this fake impeachment. Russia collusion didn't do it because they were going to definitely try to hang their hat on that. Thank God Bill Barr came to his senses, stepped in and said, you know, this is a bunch of fabrication. It's a lie. And, you know, he should have said that, Andrew. He was too kind. He should have come out and just said, this is a big lie. Bob Mueller knows it. He, as soon as he took this job, he should have known that this is a lie. This is fabrication. And when I say that he should have known, these guys are political or, or government officials, former FBI director, former CIA director. They could have looked at this, scanned it and said, wait, this is, this is a bunch of hogwash. But then too, if they were unable to see that what's happening in Ukraine is a big lie, that we're actually in a war with Russia, then how could they see this? Well, easily, because it was all by design to trick the American people, to fool us into believing their lie, the same way they did with the Vietnam War. I'm going back and I'm looking at this, and I've heard so many people saying that when, at the time, People were coming out protesting, saying, we shouldn't be there. This is a wrong thing. We have no reason for here. Now I see why that generation fought against it. I see why that generation, the men, did not want to go to war because they knew they were walking into a death trap because there was no there there. There was no reason for us to be there. However, our government tricked us and fooled us into thinking that we had to be there. So when you had people getting ready to run for the presidency, they would always attack them like John Kerry of all people. And I'm not trying to defend him. And Bill Clinton was saying, oh, well, you didn't want to go to Vietnam War. Now we see why, because they knew they were walking into a death trap. The same thing now. The lies that our government is telling. You opened up with this former CIA director, Mike Morrill and the 51 intelligence, former intelligence, intelligent officers who signed a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was possibly Russia disinformation. And this was only after Tony Blinken, the current Secretary of State. And let me just give you some background on him, because a lot of you consider John McCain a hero, not that he isn't. But we know that John McCain let down the Republican Party shortly before his, un well, not his untimely death, but before his death of cancer, brain cancer. But John McCain warned the Senate back in Obama days when they were getting ready to confirm him as the deputy secretary of state. And John McCain said that Tony Blinken had no business being near the Department of State, that he should never be there. John McCain had the foresight to know that this was a dangerous man, a dangerous liberal, a dangerous moderate. But yet still, he was confirmed during the Obama years as the Deputy Secretary of State. Fast forward. He became an advisor to then-Vice President Joe Biden, helping him on a number of occasions. I think at one point he was running his foundation. 
and anyone can get a foundation. You do create foundations to run money through to pay yourself. And yeah, you say you have these good causes, but you also pay yourself. And you can write all these tax breaks. But he was running his foundation. Then he moved to helping Hunter Biden and his corrupt business deals while Joe Biden was the vice president. Once that was done, he went into the private sector, still working for Joe Biden, I think, at Penn State, another a foundation. And I think they have the Biden Center for Government Affairs, which we now know the Chinese funded with millions, I think almost $40 million. Quiet as is kept. No one is saying anything about it. And then when Joe decides to run for the presidency, because they felt that it was his turn, because he's wanted this high position for years now, think going back to 1986 when he had to step down because of lies that he had told. And now I guess those lies, you're okay with those lies and how he had fabricated and uh, had stolen uh, speeches from other people and claimed them to be his own. Years later, here he is running for the presidency, which he shouldn't have done. And then it comes out that Hunter Biden's laptop was leaked and this guy turned it in and has all this salacious information on it. And because they had just gotten done working with Hillary Clinton and the whole fake Russia collusion, thanks to Michael Sussman, who presented fake information to the FISA court, Tony Blinken decides, okay, let me reach out to the State Department and all my buddies and get them to write a letter and sign it saying that the Hunter Biden laptop is Russia disinformation. Now, they were able to do it because Twitter at the time was controlled by a bunch of liberals. So they were censoring information. And at the time, if you remember, Twitter was like the main ground source for public information. You could put it on Twitter and everyone would get it. It would be disseminated. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, Twitter is not big. Facebook is bigger. But Twitter is used for information information purposes. Government officials use it. Although they jumped on Trump and said, why is he discussing policy? Joe Biden is doing it all the time. His White House is doing it all the time, as well as senators. But no one is saying anything about it. But they didn't want Trump to do it because Trump knew how to work the news, that news factor in Twitter. He had a huge reach and they wanted to stop it. So Twitter working alone with the media and the Democrat Party decided we're going to censor the Hunter laptop story. We're not going to let the New York Post, who broke the story, we're going to cover their story and tell them that, hey, you can't put this on here because that's misinformation. So while that's taking place, Tony Blinken reaches out to Mike Morrill, who is a former CIA director, and said, let's put together a letter. Let's call all of our friends, all of our intelligence agents, agents, officers, and get them to sign a letter saying that it's Russia disinformation. We're going to use both Democrats, independents, and Republicans. So they put together a letter, and they signed it. So when Joe Biden, when it was time for him to go before a debate with Trump, knowing that Trump was going to hit him with that, he decided to say, oh, wait a minute. What are you talking about, Hunter Biden laptop? I've got 50, I got a letter signed by 51 int former intelligence officers saying that that's Russia disinformation. Those 51 officers had never seen what the FBI had in the way of Hunter Biden laptop. They didn't know what was there, but they wanted to stop Trump. And that's what Mike Morrell said, that. He didn't know if it was real or not, but he wanted to help the Democrats. In other words, to break it down, he wanted to collude 
so that the Democrats could win. He wanted to lie, steal, and cheat so that the Democrats could win. That's all they were saying. But they tried to dress it up, of course. And remember, we have Andy McCabe, a former FBI officer, saying the same thing, that all of these people lied. They lied to help Joe Biden because they knew that he wasn't fit to serve. They knew that he was weak. Peter Strzok and his emails said the exact same thing. And these are people that have gone before the House and testified and lied. They write out lied. And here we have the information coming back full circle, pointing to the fact that they lied. It was all a lie. It was all a fabrication. And if you're a judge and you see this, and you're still allowing this to happen, you're still allowing frivolous lawsuits to come up knowing that this is a big lie. Why are we keep going down this road? Why won't someone call them out and say, no, we, I'm not going to let this lawsuit go forward because it's a lie. You're doing this for political purposes. I am not going to waste taxpayer money. I'm not going to waste the justice system whereby there are cases that need to be tried. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play this game anymore. But we don't have a justice system to say that. You know why? Because like Mike Morrell, the former CIA director, they want to help out the Democrats. They want to make certain that Trump never runs anything but Trump, anybody but Trump. Regardless of the fact that Trump only wants to save America, we don't care. We will burn it all down. We will burn down the United States of America to stop Trump. We don't care if our elected officials are lying. We don't care that we're causing more damage, more PR damage, so that the American people, the voters, don't trust the government. We don't care. It is a price we have to pay to stop Trump who just wants to make America great again. But we don't like him because he's boisterous and he behaves as if though no one can touch him. So we're going to rig our government. We're going to rig our legal system against him to stop him. That's where we are. And if you think also, you look at Merrick Garland, who knows this? He knows that all of this is a lie. He knows what they're doing. The same with Christopher Ray. They all know it. They're all in on it. Now, some people would say, well, they've got to prove it. Let's see if they exchanged emails. You know what, Andrew? They don't have to change an email at all because once it's in play, once they've laid the groundworks, they know this is what's expected of me. This is what I need to do. And think about this also. We would never be here had it not been for Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions, the former Department of Justice head, that Trump gave him that position because he was the first senator to come out and back him. Jeff Sessions from Alabama, had he stood his ground and never said, okay, I'm going to appoint a special prosecutor to look into this whole Russia thing, because he knew it was a lie. But you know what happened? The Democrats put the pressure on him, as well as weak Republicans put the pressure on him. And this got the ball to rolling. From way back when, when Trump won in 2016, up until now, we will rule that day forever. And history should judge Jeff, uh, Jeff Sessions harshly because he started this, a strong senator, but he became weak in the face of Democrats. He became weak when Republicans challenged him and said, appoint a special prosecutor. And from that point on, it went downhill because the Democrats were able to play their cards, albeit there were a bunch of lies. 
and look at where we are now. Our entire country is being destroyed because Jeff Sessions was weak and could not stand up because look at Merrick Garland. No one has said put the pressure on him to have a special prosecutor. And even if they do, he will ignore them the same way he has gone to the Hill and lied after time, after time, after time, and is not held accountable, Andrew. Yeah, it seems to be that position keeps being filled by the swamp because after Jeff Sessions, it was even worse with Bill Barr, who's basically a talking head for the Democrats at this point, goes on all the media shows to bash President Trump. Uh, This is who President Trump had uh, in charge. So you really see what President Trump was up against. Basically, people at every level were trying to keep this man from ever becoming president again. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you stream, please like and subscribe. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. So, Andrew, I want to pick back up on Jeff Sessions. And uh, like you said, Trump was up against so much during his four years in office. And although he brought in Bill Barr to try to iron things out, and Bill Barr, he did put the put the, the, the kibosh on the whole Russia collusion deal. But in hindsight, I think he should have come out stronger. And he should have denounced all of the players and said that it was a big lie and this is a reason why. And he should have just shown his entire hand. But he was trying to help Bob Mueller. We don't even know where Bob Mueller is. For all we know, Bob Mueller could be sitting in a nursing home next to Dianne Feinstein. I know that they're saying that Dianne Feinstein is recovered from the shingles, but it's more than that. I mean, and they're letting it leap, uh, drip out that she's having to have 24-hour care because she can't make decisions. She can't do things on her own. I wouldn't at all be surprised if she's in a wheelchair. But see, again, there's no one to hold these people accountable. There's no one to say, Diane Feinstein is sick. She needs to retire. They, there's no one to go, a reporter to go and snap a picture of her. 
people. They'll snap a picture of Megan, what's her name, Meg, Meg X all day long, as if though she has something to do with our bottom line. She and Prince Harry. But no one will go to Diane Feinstein's residence, snap a picture of her in a wheelchair with a blanket in her lap. And I'm not making fun of her, but it's really sad how they're abusing her. She's an old woman, and they should let her retire. She'll soon be 90 years old. Granted, there are people that are in their 90s that are functioning. Remember, going back to John McCain, his mom, Roberta, she was 101, and she was still driving. Nothing slowed her down until I think she had a fall, and I think she broke her hip or hit her head, and it killed her. Okay, but look at Warren Buffett, who's over Berkshire Hathaway. He's a CEO. He's still making decisions, and he's drinking a Coke and eating a Big Mac. This man is on fire. But you got people like Joe Biden, who's a weak invalid, and he's trying to run the nation. And then because Trump is saying he wants to run again, you got people trying to compare. Oh, well, but he's old also. You know, Andrew, I got to admit, I hate when I hear that. I hate it when Republicans say that. I hate it when Republicans say, yeah, but we got to admit, if we're saying that Joe is old, so is Trump. Yeah, but this is like night and day, apples and oranges. There are a lot of people that are at that advanced age, and they're working on all cylinders. You look at a lot of uh, CEO presidents, and they're working nonstop. Remember Red Redstone, Summer Redstone, who was over, I think, uh, what was it, Vacuum, that owned CBS. Bicom, I said vacuum, I meant Bicom. Sumner Redstone, on all cylinders, working. And then you want to look at Joe and then compare Trump. I'm like, are you serious? This is how the media distorts the truth, and people start to believe it. I get it. A lot of folks don't want Trump to run because they're feeling that, well, he might not be able to beat Joe Biden. Well, do you actually think a Ron DeSantis would beat Joe Biden with the apparatus that they put into play? If we can't get Merrick Garland, if we can't bring him to justice, if we can't bring Tony Blinken to justice, if we can't bring Hunter Biden to justice, do you actually think a Republican can win any election when you have the entire establishment going against the party? Let's just be honest here. Now, I know people are saying, well, but you know, if they had DeSantis, there would be more people that would vote for him as opposed to uh, Donald Trump running. And you would have more so people saying, well, we're going to vote for Joe Biden because we don't want Trump. That's going to happen regardless. And it's going to keep happening until Republicans start standing up. The other day, Fox News decided to cave in and settle a lawsuit with Dominion. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, you see, Fox knew they were going to lose and Oh, this is great. Oh, they, 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 they this and they that. Any judge, and I will say this again, and I want all my listeners to hear us or hear me, go and Google or do your own research just in case Google is biased. Go to DuckDuckGo. We really should get DuckDuckGo to sponsor us, Andrew. I mean, we give them so many props. I don't know what they're waiting on, but I would encourage you to go to DuckDuckGo and put in Sullivan versus New York Times and New York Times versus Sullivan. That laid the groundwork of the protection for the media. This is the same protection that big tech like Twitter and Facebook is using to absolve them when people post things on their services and it keeps them from being sued for libel. Because up on the Sullivan versus New York Times, the judge came out and said that the media is not responsible for the content that they post. They're not responsible for the information that people put out there or say. Now, it has since been broadened because big tech wasn't around when this happened. But this took place during the 60s, 
And you had the New York Times just printing information, and the Supreme Court ruled that no, they're just the portal that the information is there. They're not responsible for the actual content of it. They're giving it out there to the public for the public to decide, which is the same thing that happened with Fox and Dominion. Fox had their talent on air saying that, wait a minute, maybe Dominion did rig their uh, their machines so that Trump wouldn't get votes. And they had guests to come on and say the same thing. So Dominion, and, and you got to look at this carefully, who's supporting Dominion's lawsuit? Who was giving them the money for this lawsuit? So Dominion decided, well, we're going to sue for like billions of dollars. Okay, first red flag, billions of dollars. And the company is only worth like, I think, uh, 70,000, 70, I mean, 70 million. And you want to sue for billions of dollars. Really? Now, a judge worth his jurisprudence would have said, we're not going to even hear this case. This is nonsense. Precedent has already been established with Sullivan versus New York Times. But you have one of these judges in Delaware. Delaware is extremely corrupt. Remember, Joe Biden is from Delaware. This is where a lot of companies go in and incorporate in Delaware because of all the tax breaks. So do you actually think, had this trial moved forward, that Fox would have gotten a fair trial? Absolutely not. Not with the judge allowing anything and everything to come in, because any judge, again, would have said, precedent has already been established. We're going to toss this out. But let's just take it a step further. Let's say that had Dominion prevailed over Fox and gotten like a windfall of a billion dollars, you know what would have happened? Although CNN, MSNBC, and Washington Post, they were saying, ha, 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 Fox gave in because he knew they were wrong. Oh, no. Secretly, they were on Fox's side because they knew had Fox not prevailed, all of the lawsuits that would have come against them with them printing disinformation, well, this person said that, and they didn't verify it. It would have come back and bit them on the butt. So while they're making people seem or think that, oh, you see, Fox gave in, they wanted, they wanted Fox to settle because they would have been sued also. Now, going back to Fox, Fox should have stood his ground and say, no, we've got constitutional law on our side. What we did was not wrong. Right. And I've told you this on the phone, a conspiracy theorist in me was popping out with this story because I don't trust Fox. They're the ones that called uh, Arizona for Joe Biden when there were only like 12 votes counted. I mean, there were still people lined up around the corner and they're saying that Joe Biden won Arizona on election night. So I think they were complicit in the, the election fraud and the steal and not necessarily the talent, but some of those at the top. So when I see this Dominion settlement where they never even go to court for it and Fox clearly has the law on their side, part of me wonders, is this just a donation to Dominion from Fox so they can continue to steal elections? Because that's certainly uh, what it looks like to me. I mean, why would they give them this money? When I don't see any way they would have lost this lawsuit. Well, you're right. And a lot of people are saying that they give it to them for a donation so they can continue doing what they're doing. But as far as them losing the lawsuit, again, what we have to think about and realize is that the judicial system has become weaponized against anyone on the right. The judicial system is now a tool of the left. And because this case was being heard in Delaware, Joe Biden is from Delaware. Joe Biden has appointed a lot of the judges or within his administration. So these guys are all friends because Man. from day one, they, the judge should have said, I'm dismissing this case. There is no there there. 
but he decided to hear it. So can you imagine a juror coming in and voting against Fox? No, had, had that happened, again, had that happened, it would have been bad for the news organization altogether. So what did they do? Let's get a mediator. And here's a story behind the mediator. The mediator is a top lawyer who I'm hearing was on vacation. Once the judge kept pressuring them, because and that and that's another thing, when he kept probably saying, you probably should go and mediate this, Rupert Murdoch probably caught the hint and said, okay, he's going to rule against us. He's going to make it impossible for us to win this. And Fox is sitting on a bunch of cash, and it's like, hey, let's just pay it out. But he kept pressuring this, go, medi- uh, go to intermediation. So they reached out to this top lawyer who does all these mediations, and I think he had done – I'll have to do some research – he had solved another case that was going against a conservative person. So this guy flies from vacation, comes in and says, okay, let's mediate, let's work out the terms. And here's the kicker. Once they decided the terms, this guy was going to get a third of the winnings. So he's like, hey, yeah, let's do this here because I'm going to become a multimillionaire all over again. Wow. See, this is this is this is why see people are completely unaware of this and the media because the media is so biased they want reported. Now let me go back to Fox because Fox is not in the clear here either. The only conservative outlet other than Newsmax and One American News. But Fox has the larger reach. You know, they have the resources, have deep pockets. And this is what I don't like about Fox. Is instead of them challenging CNN and MSNBC, they placate to them. Remember when this whole Russia collusion was going on and how CNN, MSNBC, they were constantly attacking Fox, attacking the talent, saying, oh, they're no good, they're biased, this and that. And Fox, I remember, uh, what's the guy's, Brett Bayer, and I, I don't like him. He would come out and say, oh, well, you know, I know people at CNN and they're good people. Okay, that's fine, but they're attacking your network. If you can't say anything, don't say nothing at all. Don't give them any type of platitudes because it just furthers their credibility. But they will come out, oh, well, I know some of the folks there. I used to work with them, and they're good people. No one asked you for your opinion about CNN and MSNBC. Now you've damaged your credibility because they know that, hey, we can attack them, and the only thing they're going to say is that we're good people. And then Fox, they never hold these folks accountable. Think about the whole Russia collusion. And their talent would come out all the time. Oh, it looks like this. Oh, and they said this. But you look at the situation with uh, Mike Morrell. The news folks there won't cover it. They'll mention it, and then they'll move on. However, the commentators, the talents like Tucker Carlson, Sean uh, Hannity, Hannity, uh, what is his name? Hannity, Sean, yeah, Sean Hannity, and Jeff Gutfeld, they'll talk about it ad nauseum because they're commentators, and people can say, oh, well, they're not real journalists. But the folks who should be talking about it, they don't talk about it. They will mention it in passing and move on. But right. Brett, oh, he can talk about Trump not being run over DeSantis nonstop. But oh, calling yeah. out Joe Biden, calling out Mike Morrill, again, we have facts here, indisputable facts of what these guys were doing, colluding. But they yeah. won't talk about that, but they can talk about the Russia collusion, Andrew. Yeah, it appears the higher-ups at Fox are all in for Ron DeSantis 2024, and they just want to move on from President Trump. But unfortunately for for them, I don't think the American people are necessarily ready to. Uh, This Republican primary is going to be one of the most 
uh, entertaining and interesting primaries that we've seen in a long time because there's so much that can happen between now and then. And taking it back to Delaware, man, these Democrats really know how to stack the deck, don't they? I mean, you look at what's happening with Trump in New York. Uh, they're just basically loading up these cases in the most liberal states in the entire country. This would be the equivalent of a state like Missouri or Arkansas or Indiana coming out with charges against Barack Obama and arresting him. Could you imagine the outrage if that happened over some um, bogus campaign fraud violations? I mean, this is exactly what we're seeing, but we don't see it covered the same way because it's happening against President Trump and not a beloved media member like Barack Obama. And that's where therein lies the truth. They will not cover it the way they're attacking Trump. And you look all over all these states, a fair media would call this out and say, wait a minute, this is not right. Why are you guys trying to handicap the opponent of Joe Biden when he's getting ready to run for an election? Why aren't you guys calling Joe Biden out for making his announcement that he's going to run by video and not in person? Why won't they point it out? Why won't Fox call out MSNBC and Washington Post and CNN and the New York Times? Why won't they call them out? They are the only, the largest credible, so we think, conservative outlet. But they won't call them out. I don't care if they don't like Trump. It's about fairness. It's about being fair and accurate, which was their mantra. But now it's like, well, we don't like him. Let the people decide. Let the voters decide. Plain and simple, if you were to report the truth and let people know this is what we're up against. Yes, China is moving in. Yes, we could, we should be concerned. Yes, Joe Biden is messing around, playing monkey, or monkeying around with the mortgages so that people with good credit will have to pay more. Yes, we're becoming a socialist society. You need to report the facts because if you reported the facts, Anthony Blinken would be stepping down. This entire administration, Alejandro Mallorca, who's over Homeland Security, would be stepping down. But see, these people have nothing to fear. They'll be called before the hill. They'll be raked over the coals, but they know I'm going to keep my job because Barack Obama has not given the signal to Susan Rice to give it to Joe Biden to get rid of us. But no one wants to report on it. Fox is afraid to go against the establishment, the Democratic establishment. They are afraid that if we go after Obama, who's in the basement, in his sweats, calling the shots, we will be attacked by the left. And you can't let that stop you. We need the truth. And as the Washington Post is always Washington Post is always saying, democracy dies in the darkness. And surely this is what's happening. It's dying in the darkness because the one news outlet that has the power to stand up won't do it because they're afraid of the judicial system. And I get it. But at some point, you got to put it all on the line like we voters are doing and say we've got to stand for something, as you always say, Andrew, or fall for nothing. And that's what's happening. Yeah, absolutely right. The biasness is real. It's clear for all to see. And I'd almost like to see one of these uh, conservative states like a Missouri or an Arkansas or Kansas or something like that sift through this Hunter Biden laptop and find what laws were broken in your state. I mean, you know Hunter Biden came to red states at some points uh, during his crack reign of terror, and he broke a lot of laws. So I would like to see them look into that and see if perhaps they can put some criminal charges against the guy. I mean, the Democrats have clearly shown that they are not playing 
game. So I'd like to see Republicans do the same. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday to Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. if you're in the mountain time zone or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. In 2008, People could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Last segment of the show, and when we ended the second segment, you were asking, Andrew, if red states could come up against charges against Hunter Biden or even Joe Biden. Yeah, they can't. Any of the red states like Arkansas, Missouri, any of them could come up and say uh, or file a claim against, if not Hunter Biden in a laptop, but Anthony Blinken. They can say that we were deceived. We will lie. We will lie to with the 51 intelligent agents officers who I can never get that right. Who said that the Hunter Batten laptop was a uh, Russia disinformation? Any of them can do it, but see, here's the risk. If they were to do it within those states, the appellate courts would probably shoot it down and say that you have no findings here. Remember when Texas, the Texas Attorney General, filed suit in Pennsylvania and said that, hey, they did something with the election. The judges interfere and they shouldn't have. And the court said, you have no findings here. We're not going to even hear this case. That's what would happen, that they would say they have no findings. So it is up to, unfortunately, Congress to put pressure on the to rally their troops and say, we need to get rid of Tony Blinken. We need to get rid of him because of this, this lie he told. We need to get rid of Merrick Garland. If they were to put pressure on them, and if Fox News stopped being so afraid of its own shadow and tell and allow its talent 
to be truthful, go after them because what's happening is a lie. We're deceiving ourselves. When history looks at us, we will be no better than CNN and MSNBC because we're not standing up. We have a greater reach than Newsmax. Now, the talent on Newsmax, they're doing their best. I look at uh, Greg Kelly on his show, and I don't agree with everything that he says, but he's calling out a lot of this hypocrisy. The talent on Fox, they get so close, and then they backtrack. I mentioned Greg Gutfeld. Yeah, he's good. Okay, he's a comedian, and he will throw things out there, but then on the next show, he backtracks. It's like someone, as if though someone has told him, temper it down. And remember, you had sent me an email, a text, I keep saying email, a text that uh, from MSN, Microsoft News, or whatever they call themselves, saying that Fox will probably get rid of Jean Piero and what was her name, uh, Marie Barataramo, because of this whole Dominion deal. Now, if they get rid of them, they don't stand behind them. That just shows you that Fox is secretly a moderate. Rupert Murdoch used to be the villain on the left when he came up with Fox News. And they said, hey, we're going to give you another side of the news. But now that his sons, his two liberal sons, were in control somewhat of the company, it's, it has a backwards and forward sway. It's more moderate, more liberal leaning than it should be. Yeah. And the news, go ahead. That sets a horrible president. And for morale of the company, of the talent that works there, I mean, you got to be nervous that they're just going to go ahead and fire you uh, when the times get tough. And that's what we're seeing here. If uh, Maria and Judge Prero lose their job, apparently Dan Bangino has already left. So, uh, yeah, this would just be horrible for the morale of the news division. I mean, your job could be at stake at any moment for what you say and what you believe in. It's kind of absurd that they would even bend their knee like this for for reporting the truth for standing by what they believe and when you have the characters on cnn that are just whole cloth creating lies and they they go unchallenged and here's another thing i want people to realize is that rupert murdoch he's also i think he's either 89 or he's in his 90s compared to joe biden who is a feeble dementia deranged man and no one to say anything about it. If Fox should be on that nonstop, the same way they were on Trump saying, oh, well, he's making these decisions that people don't understand. Trump was in his early 70s, and you look at how they attacked him and saying that he was deranged. It's like, he's far from that. Yeah, he may say some things that we don't agree with. I mean, I remember the comment that he had made, he had mentioned to Mark Esper about Mexico and going in and dropping a bomb on the Mexican cartels. And Mark Esper wrote about it in his book. And people took that and said, we see that, that shows you that he's deranged, he's crazy. Only a couple of months later, they were saying that people were saying, hey, this makes sense. We're being attacked, our country, by foreign invaders, by an adversary that is allowing something to come into the country and destroy our people. Look at what Al-Qaeda was doing. So then they started saying, well, may, may, this makes sense. But you see how they tried to turn it around and make it seem as if though Trump was deranged? Trump's thought process is like the average man. When you're sitting around the table and you're just throwing things out, you're like, well, maybe we can do this to stop it, or maybe we can do that. Now, at the time, you might think of it like, wait, well, I guess, I don't know. But because he said it, 
And he was saying in the openings, people would say, oh, this is crazy. We need these news organizations to stand up and stand for something no matter what it takes because we're relying on you to report the news. We're relying on you to hold these people accountable. And if you can't do it, if you won't do it, who will do it? Like the whole thing with men and sports, it makes no freaking sense. It makes We shouldn't even be having this debate. The court shouldn't even be trying to make these decisions. They should just say, you are a man, plain and simple. If you want to go through life and say that you're a woman, that's fine, but you're not a woman. But see, no one challenged Katanji Brown Jackson on that when she came out and said it. Now, on After Dark with Robert Andrew, we did. But for her to say, well, I can't tell you what a woman is. I'm not a biologist. That was stupid. It was insane. What do you mean? From the beginning of time, we know what a woman and a man is. There are two genders. If you have a penis, you're a man. You are a male. If you have a vagina, you are a female. You are a woman. There's no in-betweens. You can go in and you can mutilate your body all you want to. But we're going to still say that you are a man. No, there's no he, she, it on your salutation. And you got to call me this. Hell no. But see, there's no one there to hold them accountable. There's no one there to push back. Now we have a society full of misfits. And you have people saying, oh, well, we got to be inclusive. We're going to include you, but we're not going to go down your fairy tale of lies the same way we tell Rachel Dazel you're not black. We need to start telling these men you're not a woman because if we were going to penalize her for saying she's black, why don't we do the same thing to these crazy men? It's ridiculous, Andrew. You're absolutely right. And you look at this, even if someone's a man claiming to be a woman, if they have to be hospitalized, a doctor is going to treat them like a man. They're going to go and look at what their biological sex is, and that's how they're going to be treated in the hospital. And this is just how they want to deceive us, the liberal media acting like, oh, no, uh, they've turned into women or uh, they'll claim that they're a hermaphrodite or something crazy like that, like they like to do with these transgenders just to make any excuse in the book for these people to want to mutilate themselves. It's just crazy. And uh, what we're seeing is the cancel culture media continue to push these narratives there is gender dysphoria i I, it, it does exist but the fact that we're going to sit there and lie and tell our children that a man is a woman and you only see this with the men who are trying to take over the role of women and where are the feminists we've spoken about this so many times but it just goes back to what we were saying when we opened up the show now the feminist Oops, sorry to cut you off, but now the feminists are the ones coming out and saying, oh, no, we want men competing in female sports. I mean, this is just crazy. Andrew, it makes absolutely no sense. And as you opened, when you don't have people to be held accountable, you don't have anyone to hold them accountable. This is what happens. Yeah. And it's and ridiculous. Speaking of not being held accountable, there's a couple topics I want to breeze through here before we're out of time. But did you see John Fetterman's return? And uh, his committee hearing that he led, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, this guy literally has a piece of paper in front of him and reads word for word what's on his paper, and he didn't even do a good job at that. I mean, he is a horrible, horrible reader. I think the guy's brain is just mush from being stroked out so many times at this point. And the Democrats just keep trotting him out there. They even made him the lead of a committee, like I said. This guy 
was the one running the show, basically reading off a piece of paper, stumbling with his words. Uh, he's got the reading capability of probably like a third grader. And this is who we've got serving in our Senate. Did you see that disaster, Rob? Well, yeah, I saw that, and I see it every day with Joe Biden. Why Why wouldn't he do it? No one's going to hold him accountable, as we started the show off saying. No one's going to hold him accountable. The media isn't going to hold him accountable. They're not going to call him out. And why should they when you have Joe Biden meeting with world leaders with a cue card in his hand? And remember when Trump wrote down something on his hand, the media went crazy. Oh, he wrote it on his hand. He wrote it on his hand. And look at what Joe Biden is doing. He's doing that and then some because he cannot get his thoughts together. So it doesn't surprise me that John Fetterman, who should be, who should resign, who shouldn't have been in that position, is coming out reading like a third grader and he's <laughs> over a committee. And then they want Diane Feinstein to step down. And this is the same John Fetterman who came out on 420 to endorse We Day. Imagine you can't that. make this, you can't make this stuff up. And there's no one, Andrew, to hold them accountable. Same guy that showed up for work after missing his first three months in a hoodie and shorts. I mean, to talk about unprofessionalism with John Fetterman, uh, that just goes to show you everything you need to know right there. I mean, he literally pulled up to the Capitol to go, to go into work in a baggy hoodie and shorts like a complete slob. Complete embarrassment to our country is more like it. Speaking of complete embarrassment, look at... Uh, Ali Alexander, he's catching some heat. Uh, we've talked about him a few times. Of course, he was uh, the leader in the Stop the Steal rallies that were taking place after the election was stolen in 2020. And uh, I've never trusted this guy. I know, Rob, you've had some comments about him, too. You haven't been sure what to make of him. But these latest allegations where he uh, apparently asked a teenager to see pictures of his penis... And uh, he's catching a lot of heat for that, and rightfully so. Uh, I kind of wondered after the 2020 election, I mean, I was in the Trump circle. I uh, had, you know, over 80,000 followers on Twitter supporting President Trump. I'd supported Trump since the beginning on social media. I thought I knew just about everybody that were big Trump supporters. But all of a sudden, this Ali Alexander popped up and uh, just seemed to be grifting a lot of money off of conservatives and Trump supporters. And now we're finding out this guy's literally a pedophile. I never trusted him. Rob, what were your thoughts on Ali getting busted? I always question how people were following him. He seemed rather strange. Uh, and remember, at one point, they were saying that he was going to come out and say some uh, comments against Trump over Jan 6. He was supposed to come out and say that Trump tricked them and got him to him and other people to uh, create this whole thing with Jan 6. I just don't trust the guy. And I'm not surprised at all at the news that's coming out about him. And we had tried to reach out to him to bring him on the show to talk about what he knew about Jan 6. And of course, he never returned the call. But I am not at all surprised about Ali, whatever he calls himself. He's he's, he's completely strange. <laughs> yeah, we weren't offering him uh, money. I'm sure that would have uh, changed. Absolutely him, not. It seems to be that's what he's most interested in uh, with uh, joining up with Trump supporters. It's just to see how much money he can make off of them. And he probably made a lot after the Stop the Steal rally. And uh, really, if you're looking at people who got in trouble after January 6th, it kind of makes you wonder how he uh, ended up going free when he's the one who organized the entire rally and um, basically stirred people up even worse than what they already were. 
Um, I'm not saying that he should have had charges pressed against him, but you look at some of these other people who've gotten some of these bogus charges. I'm convinced this guy was just a snitch. That's how he didn't get any oh. charges. Or don't be surprised if it comes out that he was an FBI informant because the, they have a lot of weird informants. Hey. Had, had you ever heard of this guy before the election was stolen in 2020? Like to me, he just came out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this guy? And he, he was just all over the place for a couple months there. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, remember, he was on Twitter and I remember seeing him. I don't think I was following him on Twitter. And when we would have our shows on Periscope, every so often he would peek in and then pop out. But and he and he had a lot of weird shows on Twitter, and he came across as being a Trump supporter. Although he would have arguments with different people, with different Trump supporters. But yeah, I mean, the guy—he's—he, I don't know—he's a weirdo. That's all I can say. He's a weirdo. And now we're finding out that if he's asking to see little boys' penises, it's like, dude, are you serious? Come on now. If you want to ask to see a grown man's junk, that's fine. You consenting adults, but a child, give right. me a break. Right. Well, apparently he's in the uh, Kanye West camp now, so uh, we don't have to worry about him soiling uh, Donald Trump's good name anymore. So uh, that's good to hear. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever hear about Ali Alexander again. Um, Maybe if he's eventually charged with this, we'll hear about it. But other than that, I think this has pretty much put the nail in his political career's coffin. Um. So, yeah, we've talked about Fetterman. We've talked about Ali. Is there anything else you want to hit for the last couple of minutes of the show? Well, well, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that I, again, we open the show up, we're talking about people being held accountable and the news organizations and what they're not doing. We just, we've got to stay vigilant. We've got to be vigilant. Wait, am I saying that word right? Vigilant. Diligent, vigilant. What is what is what is happening to me tonight? My gosh! Diligent, diligent, vigilant. Vigilant. Yeah, we. (laughs) I guess this whole thing with uh, Ollie took me back and threw me off my uh, my mojo. But uh, we've got to make certain that we are vigilant and diligent, and stay the course, and not allow the left to confuse us with our goals and what we're trying to do. Because as far as I'm concerned, there's only a few of us that are out there trying to fight the fight. All the rest of them, they're getting tired. They're, they're, and, you know, I, I will even say this. I think that at times when you're listening to talk radio, there are some commentators. It seems as though they're purposefully trying to divide Trump supporters or trying to divide Republicans as a whole. And we cannot allow it. We've got to stick together. If you want to fight, fight behind closed doors. Don't take it out in the front. As they say, don't air your dirty laundry so that everyone can see it. I know people say, well, we want to be transparent, but there are only so many wounds the party can take. And at some point, we've got to stand up and say, wait a minute, this is not a battle that we want to fight out in the public sphere. You can decide who you want to as far as voting. I, I get it. It's going to be a primary. It's going to be a brutal primary. In my opinion, I think Ron DeSantis is just wait. He said that he was going to be the governor for Florida. Then you should do it. I don't like it when politicians take an office only to hopscotch to another office, knowing that they have intentions for something big. Why do you think this is your turn? He's not a good debater. And I just want to be, and maybe by saying this, he'll look at it and say, I need to get tougher with this. He was horrible against Andrew Gillum. A lot of people felt that he wasn't good with Chris, uh, what's the name, Andrew Christ, when he debated him. Right. He just seems uncomfortable. But I'm with you. That, that, that being said, 
He's got to find his ground and he needs to decide, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? And if it is Trump, Trump needs to realize that, hey, you do make mistakes and you need to listen to what people are saying so that you could win this election. Right. I mean, and take I, it down a notch or so. Go ahead. I, I just want to say I completely disagree with all these. I mean, I'm supporting President Trump in the primary. He's been my guy since 2016. He still is. But if President Trump's not successful in the primary, I don't understand these people saying, oh, well, if President Trump doesn't win the primary or if, if President Trump is the candidate, I'm not going to vote. We get a lot of Republicans saying that. And it's like, really? So you're saying that you'd rather have um, Joe Biden than any of the Republicans running? Because I'm not a fan of some of these Republicans like Nikki Haley, but if she ended up being the candidate, you support get- her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's getting my vote over someone like Joe Biden. I mean, it's just a no brainer. I mean, at least she has a working, functioning brain, which is something we can't say <laughs> about our current resident in chief. So, uh, yeah, let's kind of get rid of that notion that we're not going to vote if our candidate doesn't win the primary elections because we need to go in 2024 all hands on deck and we need to get this right. I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just pitched the $93 trillion Green New Deal again. You think gas prices are high now? I mean, they'll double if there's talk about that thing getting passed. So it's time to take things serious. I hope we get the right candidate, a good candidate in in 2024 and uh we're going to be here the entire way here on after dark with robin andrew so be sure to stay tuned and thank you all for joining us tonight on after dark with robin andrew which is available on iHeartRadio monday through friday at 10 p.m eastern 9 p.m central or 7 p.m on the west coast you can also find us streaming on spotify tune in radio pandora stitcher wherever you stream please look up america out loud like and subscribe leave us a five-star review it helps us go to the top of all the list when you look up conservative radio so we really do appreciate it also share the shows and podcasts on social media we always appreciate that a great deal thank you all for listening just remember stand for something or you will fall for nothing